Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh and I'm joined by my friend, my co-host Alex. A lot of recording we've been doing today, starting all the way at the wee hours in the morning for us of 7.30, uh, going through training camp, posting videos about Andrew Thomas, uh, posting videos during training camp, posting videos after training camp on Twitter, and a big recap on the YouTube channel, the Giant Take YouTube channel. That is going to have recaps after every day of training camp, or at least open training camp, which you can check out. Um, and now we are here on Wednesday night, recording an episode of the Giant Take podcast that goes on those podcast platforms. So it's been a long day of recording, uh, but Alex, that is part of the grind, as we say. How are you doing? Are you tired after waking up so early this morning? What's the feeling after day one of Giants training camp? Uh, I'm certainly tired the night before last. I barely got any sleep. And uh, then obviously I had a short or uh, wake up early, I should say, uh, you know, today, I guess, for training camp. So, yes, I am tired, but I'm, I have the adrenaline rush of Giants training camp uh, running through me. So that is good. But uh yeah, I it was a fun day for sure. I think really successful first day of training camp. And uh, we're right back at it tomorrow, 7 a.m. wake up. And uh, I was just trying to convince Josh. I'm like, can we go a little bit later? And he's like, no, we got to get there early. Got to get there so we can we'll get figure it experience. out. We'll figure it out. And maybe. I was like, you know what? Fine. So uh, maybe you can pull some strings. Maybe you can convince me. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I might give you an extra few minutes of sleep. I'll think about maybe it. Maybe an extra five minutes. Anything will do. Yeah, I'm sure. A nap before the training. That's what you proposed today. Nap. Can we? Can, can I, I brought my AirPods so I can take a little nap before the nap before the. Before the no, there was, there was a nap after practice. After all the recordings, there was a nap. Yeah, a that's nap. why I'm so refreshed right now. We're perfect. We're good to go. It's a reason that he has energy for the show. So uh, basically, let's start out with Saquon Barkley news, which by the time you're listening to this is probably at least two days old. Uh, but he did get the contract. The only It's only a one-year deal because that's all you can get after the franchise tag deadline if you are put on the franchise tag. Uh, is a, The maximum amount time-wise is one year. $10.1 million fully guaranteed, which is the same as the franchise tag. However, there's a $2 million signing bonus, $1 million in incentives for uh, 1,300 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns, and 65 receptions, which is a very good season for Saquon if he able is able to achieve that. Alex, these negotiations were so odd because, you know, you I had I heard Mike Garofolo who talked very um who had like I guess very well about the contract on the Rich Eisen show today, who and he was at training camp today. But um he talked about the situation how it was Giants and Saquon Barkley negotiating during the bye week. Uh Saquon Barkley and his team saying that was a good starting point. While the New York Giants were like no, no, no. There's no starting points, and we're trying to negotiate. We we're we're negotiating. There's no. This isn't a starting point. This is what we want to ask for. Uh, then the New York Giants, in the beginning of the window of you know free agency and contract negotiations and restructures, are out here offering the twelve to thirteen million dollars a year range. 
but Saquon wants more. However, it doesn't go in the order that you think. And as the months go by, the Giants, because of the running back market not being so high, their offers become lower and lower. And Saquon Barkley ends up getting $2 million less than what he wanted originally. He was actually in contact with Josh Jacobs on the day of the franchise tag deadline. And he wanted what Josh Jacobs got offered by the Raiders. And the Giants, they just wouldn't budge. And as you saw by, I think it was Garofalo's reporter, one of the big NFL reporters, that the Giants and Saquon Barkley were not far off at all. And it was only a mere, and you could say a mere in, in football standards of contracts, $500,000 separating the two sides. It was a very interesting way of going that in normal contract negotiations, you would think the number increases over time. Instead, the Giants offer decrease. And Saquon Barkley, if he just said yes back in the bye week or in the early weeks and months of the offseason, he would be getting that $13 million a year. But he still wanted more, and the Giants ended up wanting less. And it was just it's just a very interesting situation. But he does get a year worth of a contract, but it's kind of bittersweet, right? Because does Saquon Barkley want to play on this? He knows he deserves more money, and he does. But here he is right now with uh, a franchise tag worth of a deal. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly interesting, not something that you see often done um, by teams to do something like this after they franchise tag. But obviously, you bring Saquon back in early to camp, smooth things over, hopefully. Um, obviously, we don't know all the details about how he's feeling about all of this, but uh, we're not inside his head. But I would say, you know, the million in incentives, I think if the Giants make the playoffs, he gets that bonus. If he do- If we don't, probably means that he didn't have that great of a season. We probably don't make the playoffs. Uh, I think it's pretty much as simple as that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with it. I think it was a smart thing for Joe Shane to do. I was a little surprised there wasn't a clause in there uh, that uh, said that they cannot franchise tag him again. I thought that would be in it. Uh, but according to uh, you know a whole bunch of sources, that is not the case. So the Giants do have the ability to franchise tag him again uh, next offseason if they so choose. Um, so that is something to keep in mind. Not that I think they would do that anyway. Uh, more just they have it still as a bargaining chip, uh, something to negotiate with that, hey, we still have the franchise tag. Would they actually use it? No, I think they're probably going to be bluffing in negotiations with that. But certainly something interesting that Saquon didn't, or his agents, I guess you could say, didn't disarm the Giants with. So I thought that was probably the most interesting thing uh, about this contract. But besides that, it's literally the franchise tag with a million in incentives, and he gets a little bit of money up front uh, instead of it being spaced out throughout the season. So uh, we don't just have a Saquon Barkley contract. We also have a contract extension for the big man on the offensive line, Andrew Thomas, one of the best offensive lineman in the NFL gets a monster deal while we were waiting online or at least it was announced while we were waiting online at Giants training camp day one five years 117 and a half million dollars and a record-breaking for offensive linemen 67 million dollars fully guaranteed and with that being said it comes down to what Alex uh, about 23 and a half million dollars per year yeah. For Andrew Thomas, which is not as much as some other offensive tackles in the NFL. And that Alex is going to get into that. But the, the big one here is the record-breaking, uh, fully guaranteed money that goes into Andrew Thomas's pocket. I'm sure in these negotiations, he wanted to break some type of record or get up there in some type of way. And he did with this contract. He is getting paid 
in the top tier of offensive linemen. He is one of the highest paid now offensive linemen in the NFL. And like like we said, the the record breaking uh, fully guaranteed, but not the most per year with that twenty three and a half million. Although still a lot of money, and the guy in the next five years, as he's um, contracted with the Giants through twenty twenty eight, I believe twenty twenty nine. 2029, excuse me. Um, that's five years from now. It's a long time. Alex, I'll hand it to you now as you have the uh, the other offensive lineman to compare his contract with, too. Yeah, uh, he's so he's going to be playing this year, which is the final year of his regular rookie contract, if that makes sense. Uh, and then next year, he'll be playing on the tag, or not the tag, excuse me, the fifth-year option. And then the contract will kick in, is what I believe is happening it was kind of confusing at first. A lot of people were assuming that uh, the five-year deal would kick in right now. It does not look like that's the case, uh, and that's why it's going to stretch all the way till 2029 uh, instead of 2027 or 2028, whatever it may have been before without the fifth-year option or with the fifth-year option or whatever it may be. Uh, so that is what it looks like right now. The Giants did not officially say what that what that situation will be like if the, that is told through 2029 or whatever it may be. So Something to keep in mind there. I guess we'll get more details. Um, in terms of the other O-line contracts, so he is currently the second highest paid in terms of APY average per year uh, offensive tackle uh, at 23.5. Right now above him, Laramie Tunsil just got that three-year, uh, $25 million a year contract, three-year, $75 million with $50 million guaranteed. So 66.7% of that contract was guaranteed. So if you look at percentage-wise, of a hundred, what were we talking about? A hundred seventeen and a half. Um, sixty-seven million is just over fifty uh, percent of that, so that is less percentage of contract guaranteed money uh, for those who are interested than the Laramie Tunsil deal, uh, and it's similar to the Jawan Taylor deal uh, that the Chiefs handed out in free agency, four years, uh, eighty million dollars with forty million guaranteed. So more similar to that deal in terms of the guaranteed money percentage, which. I think is important. You hear the amount of guaranteed money, but it really depends on the length of the contract, right? If it's a five-year contract, four-year contract, three-year contract. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, behind uh, Andrew Thomas is Trent Williams and David Bakhtiari, both tackles um, in the NFC for 49ers and Packers, respectively, at $23 million. And then you've got Lane Johnson and Jawan Taylor at $20 million. Uh, So that's kind of the range you're at right now. Uh, with these tackles, but the Giants, they got ahead of the Buccaneers with Tristan Wirfs, right? That contract will be coming soon. Rashawn Slater's contract will be coming soon with the Chargers. So they got ahead of the ball here with Andrew Thomas's contract, which I think is a good thing because in five years, tackles are going to be making $30 million a year, uh, you know, in free agency probably at this point in time. If you look how the cap's probably projected to go up uh, by the time Thomas's contract uh, really kicks in, I think this is a good deal. I think he's consensus top five tackle base basically by everyone uh, and top three by in many experts eyes in our eyes, probably uh, in probably most Giants fans eyes. Obviously, we're very biased. So uh, but I do think he is certainly top five. You know, Trent Williams, I think, is certainly probably, you know, better than him at this time. Um, and there's maybe a couple others that I'm not thinking of. But Andrew Thomas is certainly up there and he's a young tackle. PFF had him as the most valuable tackle in the NFL. And uh, he is getting paid like that, uh, or almost right now, uh, the most valuable tackle. And he's got that long-term security. He's got that uh, paycheck now. He came in 
Uh, you could see he had a little pep in his step when he was walking out to training camp today. He certainly looked happy, so uh, good for him. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jones is happy as well that he's got his blindside protector for the next six, seven, however many years. Um, and this sets Andrew Thomas up, right? He still can get a second contract or a third contract after this, right? Five years, I think he'll be 30, I want to say. Um, so get another three or four year deal uh, that'll take him to 34. You see Trent Williams is playing at, I don't know, how old is Trent Williams? I'm trying to remember. I think he's in his late 30s uh, and he's still at the top of his game, 35, right? So you can be a top tackle in the NFL till 30, uh, 35, almost 40. We've seen guys uh, in the past do that, so. Uh, you know, great deal for him, great deal for the Giants, and I think all-around great day uh, for all New York Giants fans in the organization. We now move to the final thing to talk about here, and I want to give a quick exclaimer. Wait, is that what it's called, right? I don't know what you're about to do, so I have no idea. Well, like, like I want to say, watch our video. A quick point. Okay, disclaimer. yeah. Disclaimer. 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 That was, there you go. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. A quick disclaimer. If you want the full review... Go to our YouTube channel, watch a day one recap. This is just going to be kind of like a short and sweet and uh, one, most important one... stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the starting lineups in seven on seven offense was Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Andrew Thomas, Josh Zudu, Ben Bredesen, Mark Lewinsky, Evan Neal, um, Darren Waller, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, I, and Isaiah Hodgins. On, oh, wait, I guess before I go to defense, Alex. Who are the people that are missing from this list on offense in the starters? Why? Yeah, I just want to note real quick, right? This is from the 11-on-11 walkthroughs that happen at the beginning of practice. Usually that gives you a sense of who is the uh, first team at that point in time. So this, I think, is a pretty good indicator. And then the rest of the drills are 7-on-7. So we didn't really get to see them in live action, I guess you can say. Um, The players, you know, that were interesting, I'd say, from this uh, lineup, especially on the offensive line, I think was the most was the interesting spot here. Azudu at left guard, uh, starting over Ben Bredesen and Lemieux. Uh, and then Ben Bredesen actually was playing center over John Michael Schmitz. So that was interesting as well. Um, so, yeah, those are, those are the interesting guys there on offense. And I'll run through the defense. Um, we had Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, Fabio Karake, uh, Darian Beavers, who I thought was interesting to start at uh, linebacker number two there for the Giants. Uh, so that's one to note. I'll just do it as we're going along. Dory Jackson and Deontay Banks on the outside, not surprising, but Darnay Holmes starting in the slot over Cordell Flott or Aaron Robinson or any of the other alternatives. And then alongside Xavier McKinney at safety was Jason Pinnock uh, over, you know, players like Bobby McCain or Nick McLeod. Uh, so that was certainly uh, interesting as well. So that that's kind of your overview of the defense of what was surprising, at least to me. Maybe some of those were surprising to other people. Uh, so that's the uh, starting lineups from day one of training camp. Uh, and then, I mean, Alex, you can go over uh, the other stuff if you want. My main other takeaways that I do want to talk about here on this podcast are, are uh, so, so yes, David Sills had a, had a good day with the second team, um, keeping up his training camp. Training camp MVP. I'm telling you, he's the best. Exactly. Um, but what I really want to talk about is one player, and that is Darren Waller. Um, and how he contributes to this New York Giants team. Uh, Waller connected with Daniel Jones for three touchdowns today, including a very crazy and very nice circus catch as he was getting hit from behind. Uh, Waller is going to be able to be used in many different assets uh, and areas on the field. He is an asset uh, in that as a wide receiver slash tight end, tight end slash wide receiver, whatever you want to call it. 
uh, the Giants the Giants now have the flexibility to do what they did today and put someone like Daniel Bellinger in the backfield while uh, da- uh, yeah Daniel Bellinger in the backfield while Darren L- uh, Waller excuse me lines up next to the offensive line or even in the slot. Uh, Waller is going to be a very versatile weapon for this team. He's getting paid to do that, so you know as being the highest paid NFL in the league or in the highest paid tight end yeah. tight end in the NFL. Um, I'm, I'm losing it. It's getting late here. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, Waller is going to be a key piece of the Giants team, and it's going to be very exciting to see him on the field during the regular season. Um, I'm hoping he kicks some ass on the field. I'm hoping Daniel Jones and him develop a great connection. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I think he was the, the one giant, no pun intended, spark, uh, on this field today, uh, on the practice field at Quest Diagnostics Training Center. Uh, for this team and and I really wanted to point him out and yeah there's all these other points about you know these these guys standing out and and they did uh, but Darren Waller is going to be a, a player that we hope is going to be out there for every snap or at least every other snap during the regular season and he's already earned a spot as a starter so uh, I, I did want to really highlight that and spotlight that point that out yeah, when you're there in person at camp, you realize how he almost moves at a different speed compared to everyone else. Like, he's in a different dimension. I know that sounds silly, like we're in uh, some sort of TV show or movie, but he it really feels like he's he's moving at his own speed, his own pace, and just no one can keep up with him. So, uh, yeah, it's really interesting and fun to watch in person, and uh, I'm excited to see more of him tomorrow uh, or today when this episode comes out. Uh, and, you know, I think he's him and Jones already had a great connection today. They got three touchdowns together. Uh, he had that circus catch in the end zone. Uh, he just seems so smooth uh, and his route running and great hands as well. So uh, just a really, really fun weapon for Daniel Jones. And hopefully that continues to uh, blossom, like you said. And then some other players on offense that stood out um, besides Darren Waller. Uh, David Sills, like you mentioned, and Bryce Ford Wheaton with the third unit. I know a fan favorite of a lot of Giants fans, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, to make the roster as a dark horse. Uh, he is doing his best for sure to do, you know, to make that happen. Uh, had a very nice catch in the end zone at one point. Uh, that Tommy DeVito, Bryce Ford Wheaton connection is going to be scary in preseason. Let me just tell you that. And then on defense, Dane Belton uh, and Darian Beavers were, I guess, the standouts there. Defense can't, defense can't really do anything when there's no pads. You're not allowed to touch anyone, you know, play, tackle, anything, basically. They're mostly just running and standing there. So uh, it's hard to give any props to anyone without because nothing's really happening. But in terms of the few plays that did happen, Dar- Dane Belton and Darian Beavers were the ones to make them. So uh, those are the guys that I have written down. And like Josh said, we have a more in-depth analysis of pretty much everything that happened that was relevant uh, today at practice on our YouTube channel. So go check that out. If you are interested, we'll have another one after uh, today's uh, training camp day two when you're listening to this. So go check it out on YouTube. Yeah. uh, And with that being said, I think it's time, which I forgot to mention in the beginning of our episode, uh, which was which was my 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 loyal fans who are still here will be able to hear it. That's the most important. The announcement. The, the big announcement I was supposed to say in the beginning didn't even do it, but, yeah. but we're here now. Uh, we're so focused on the content where we're, we're, it's hard for us to transition from that, you know? Well, it, it's a good transition because this announcement will actually be helping us with our True. content, if you think True. about that. 
Um, and yeah, so our exciting news is that we have joined uh, a sports network, which has kind of been, um, I guess, like a goal, but in the background of something we've wanted to do. Because like when we started this podcast, it was a hobby. Uh, we don't have to go through the whole background thing. But basically, the, the, the quick sum is like it was a hobby. And then it was like, oh, shoot, we can actually like do something with this. Um, and we kind of bounced around and uh, we, we were with uh, another network. We were with Ship and Studios Podcast Network and they, they gave us a lot of opportunities for a couple of years. Um, so we appreciate them for that. Uh, but we really found we wanted to find like a, a network that supported us in the way of our category. And our category, as you know, is Giants football and sports. So joining the sports network was the perfect thing for us. And we have joined Fan First uh, Sports Network. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at FansFirstSN. They have a website in the making that's going to be coming in the next month or so to help us uh, and a bunch of other podcasts that are with the network. And we are super excited to be part of the network. And hopefully we're going to get some benefits that are going to help not just us out, but you as listeners and supporters of the show, um, as well as hopefully partnering during the season when we have these matchups with other teams, you know, having those people come on, having... Uh, some of their guys are actually reporters in the field uh, covering those teams day by day, night by night, uh, and we can hopefully have them on, whether it's NFC East teams or not, uh, to give us a little preview and in-depth analysis on those teams. So uh, that that is my side of it. That is Josh's side of, of this. Josh's analysis. I can, I can hand it to Alex for anything else he wants to add on top of what I said already. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fun, you know, fun journey, I think, so far, and I think this, the, you know, FSSN, as the abbreviation uh, is known, uh, I feel like really fits kind of the ambition that they have, you know, to kind of grow the way they see sports content uh, and NFL content specifically and how they want to, you know, produce it is very similar to the way we do want to do it. So overall, I think it was just a perfect fit and excited to uh, see what happens this season and in the future. So. I think you pretty much summarized it well, so not much to say. Yeah, so uh, with that being said, uh, again, Fan First Sports Network, stay tuned and uh, get ready because we're going to have a lot coming uh, for them. You can follow us on our socials, TikTok and Twitter at The Giant Take Pod. The Giant Take on Instagram and Facebook. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at Joshua29. And, uh, yeah, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Giants Take Podcast. I really don't know when we'll be back, uh, but I assume early next week. I'm going to say that because we hit you with two episodes this week. Uh, so I think maybe Monday or Tuesday, early next week, we'll hit you uh, with another episode, unless some breaking news comes out before that point. And with that being said, I'll send it to, I, th- I feel like I said with that being said for the last five minutes. With that Alex. being said, thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Um, we really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we got more fun at training camp upcoming. Be there next week as well. Uh, And uh, yeah, just fun times now getting ready for the regular season. Peace. Bye.